Thanks, Jenny. The Gospel today is from the book of Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Cranius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her first son, her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Word of God, word of life. Grace and peace are yours this day from God, our creator, who births new hope, life, and possibilities in us and into the world. Amen. We have so many special memories associated with this day, don't we? Every Christmas when my godmother was alive, she bought me a special ornament for the tree, penning the year on the back in her handwriting. I realize now that most of the ornaments are angels, angels singing and dancing, angels playing the horn and the fiddle, and angels just looking, well, angelic. Perhaps she had high hopes for me. Every year, I cherish unwrapping my angels from the folds of well-worn tissue paper. And I imagine the care she took in picking out just the right one for me, for my first Christmas, for my 15th Christmas, and for my 41st, her last Christmas with us. 
One angel in particular takes me by surprise each year. She's bundled up for a cold winter, swinging from a giant star, adorned with the words, Kristen, believe. There's something about unwrapping her year after year that takes my breath away. The words meet me wherever I am and speak a new invitation, as if my godmother is whispering to me from among a cloud of witnesses. Maybe that's why the story of Jesus' birth ages so well. We have all read stories and watched TV shows and movies from our past that have not aged well. But the Christmas story always seems to meet us where we are, speaking a fresh word of hope and promise. Have you ever wondered why the Christmas story never wears out? This is the question the late Mid Midwestern poet Carl Sandburg asked in a poem called Silver Star. He writes, the silver of one star plays cross lights against pine green. And the play of this silver crosswise against the green is an old story, thousands of years. And sheep raisers on the hills by night, watching the woolly four-footed ramblers watching a single silver star. Why does the story never wear out? And a baby slung in a feed box, back in a barn in a Bethlehem slum, a baby's first cry mixing with the crunch of a mule's teeth on Bethlehem Christmas corn. Baby fists softer than snowflakes of Norway. The vagabond mother of Christ and the vagabond men of wisdom all in a barn on a winter night and a baby there in swaddling clothes on hay. Why does the story never wear out? The sheen of it all is a star silver and a pine green for the heart of a child asking a story. The red and hungry and red and hankering heart calling for cross lights of silver and green. Here ends the poem, but the question remains, why does the story never wear out. Might it be because we are all wanderers in this world? Whether we think of ourselves this way or not, we are kin to this vagabond holy family who travels a hundred miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. We are kin to the drifter shepherds watching the horizon we are kin to ordinary people who find their way and lose their way and find it again, led this way and that by just a glimmer of hope 
that there exists a love so all-encompassing, so transcendent over space and time, that it travels along with us, close enough even to know our name and to put out a calling on our lives. Why does this story never wear out? Perhaps it's because we live in this natural sensory world. As the poet reminds us, we hear babies cry. We hear animals munch. We can touch the softness of a loved one's skin. And we can taste snowflakes on the tip of our tongues. And when it comes to God, we hunger for a tangible sign of love that meets us in a way that we can understand. And then God delivers what we need, because God knows what we need. And it comes to us in a baby boy, born to ordinary parents, in an ordinary place, wrapped in ordinary ribbons of cloth, God in flesh, touchable, hearable, knowable, living among ordinary but loved people just like us. Why doesn't the story ever wear out? Perhaps because it paints the picture of God's work in the world. We see in it how an entire community in heaven and on earth bends to the beat of God's love. The angels and the shepherds, the oxen and the wise men, Elizabeth and Zechariah, Simeon and Anna, Mary the mother of God, Joseph, the owners of the guest house where Jesus is born, and on and on and on. Each one invited to believe, each one invited to respond to God's will in a different way. A family walks step by step to Bethlehem. Someone in a crowded town makes room. Mary births her child in a humble delivery room. A host of heavenly angels sing. Shepherds listen and run to tell. This story holds this thick mix of uncertainty and danger and fear and pain and praise and gratitude, but somehow in the mix, each one steps out in faith in their own way, offering what only they can give in the moment, and God somehow pieces what they offer together, bringing a Savior into the world. I wonder what will be your next step out in faith? What is it that only you can offer to God and to the world? It's no, it's no small matter in this world of ours to believe in a God who becomes flesh on earth and to try to follow God's will for our lives one step at a time. I do take comfort in the teenage Mary, who after giving birth and hearing what the shepherds proclaimed, pondered, which in English sounds so peaceful, 
but it's in its original Greek form, the word comes closer to throws all these events together and turns them over and over in her heart. Even for Mary and for the world, there was consternation with still so much to process and to understand. See, love doesn't come down in a neat package with clear operating instructions. It's messy. It's complicated. It blows into community, and you can hardly keep your finger on it. And yet, it always comes, arriving simply in ribbons of swaddling cloth or well-worn tissue paper, whispering the invitation, Believe. Believe. We are all here in some small way or another in an effort to believe in love that comes close. Here we are over 2,000 years after the birth of Christ on a ridiculously frigid December morning. So why does the story never wear out? simply because the story and the words and the author are one. Christ born today for you. Love born today in you. Rejoice and be glad. Amen.